What up? Cautiously optimistic, my favorite podcast of all time. Hello. Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. What we like to do right here, well, first of all, let me let you know who I am. Well, I go by the name of Andre 3000, right? And we're here from a little place called, like, Stankonia, Georgia, right? You know, right now, everybody wants to be from space and, like, wants to be from the country and everything like that. You know, like, really, like, the South is, like, cool to be from the South right about now. Girls, listen up. Welcome back to Consciously Optimistic, this is episode 45. Let me be the first to wish you a happy new year. As always, I'm Sully Ingalls. I'm Jesse Broll. And I'm Nick Ostler. And episode 45, AC Green, you know, banter. AC Green, man. That's a fun fact about AC Green, actually. I don't know if you guys knew this. I was looking up fun facts about AC Green before this. And uh, do you guys know what the AC stands for? (laughs) No, Jess, what is it? Air conditioning. It's crazy because like his actual name is Air Conditioning Green. It's not true. Is that true? Are you Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. That would That would be cool if it was though. Well, I saw Uh, it on Twitter from uh, I Daily Facts about life and names. That's the Twitter name if you want to look. Very reputable source. Yeah, so it's probably that's what I was saying. Probably good. Yeah, Yeah, I mean he is a junior, so you know Air Conditioning Green Junior. Yeah, Air Conditioning Green Senior actually is the guy that invented air conditioning. Oh, for sure. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's because you know these are just things that I'd like. When you invent something, you name it after yourself first and last name. Hundred percent here on cautiously optimistic. Like, hey, what's that? That's a Jesse Brummel. Yeah, I would think so. A divine swine. That's a divine swine over there. (laughs) <laughs> what, 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 what would a divine swine be? How would you describe something? I as think it'd be like a, a rose gold pig that is like a, a house pet. That's a divine. That's swine. a divine swine. Yeah, yeah I'm not gonna eat that. A rose gold, you know, very well, like you know, pedicured, manicured. The pig is just looking on point. Gotta, get those, pe- gotta go those pedicures for the pig right there. Yo, pig pedicures are a thing. You know what I'm saying, bro? Why don't you respect the animals, man? What's your deal? Oh, I respect the animals. We're, we're recording right here uh, with our interim intern. Pumpkin. How now, brown cow? How now, brown cow? Unique New York. We don't, have, we don't have any other intern animals. Why do we have one now? Blue. For the special holiday season, our uh, our, our actual intern yeah, our real just intern? loves animals. It just loves animals. Yeah. Okay. I guess that makes sense. That what was my guess is what he was talking about. Yeah, weird. Anyway, Pumpkin, welcome. Hope you're glad to join us and uh, start out the new year with us. So, fun facts about AC Green. I know, you know, we are all big fans of Chase Serrano. If you listen to the podcast, you probably are too. Uh, he was mentioned in the book. I know, Jesse, you enjoyed that part quite as well. It's about building the perfect basketball player. You, you want to describe it from here? Yeah, so, like, there, you know, if you're building the perfect basketball you want someone's jump shot, you know, mm-hmm. so like a Ray Allen or something like that, or JJ Reddick. You know, you want, uh, you know, someone's legs. So he's talking about, like, specific body parts to build your Franken player, your perfect basketball player. One of the fun ones was um, he decides to describe the, the player's penis. Mm-hmm. Because that's obviously something that's very important. And a basketball player, apparently, according to Shea, is a very funny chapter. Yeah. But, uh, you know, there's the Will Chamberlain who allegedly, I don't say allegedly is the right word, <laughs> supposedly he says that, uh, in his career, he slept with ten thousand yeah. women, which is crazy. I think I did. You know, me and my brother did the math on this once, and it's like it's like one point three a day or something like that. It's pretty insane. <laughs> a day, you know. Yeah. So. so there's that, and then but then he was like, you could go that way, um, you know, an experienced one, or you could go the other way, complete opposite, which is the AC Green, uh-huh. who said they they said he was a virgin until uh, marriage at thirty eight. So you know, like a nice clean one, you know, like you know, pristine. Pristine, I yeah. believe, is the exact word that he used. So 
Yeah. Uh, fun facts about AC Green. And that's, you know, he was the Iron Man for that reason as well as just playing so many games. You know, yeah. I think, what was it? Uh, 1,192 consecutive games played, the record for most consecutive games played. So, yeah, definitely an Iron Man. Uh, I, in terms I don't of know. I, I really like ending on like round numbers. Would have been a good. When you want to come back one more year and just get eight games in, you get to get a 1200. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I would have done that. See if you can sign a 10 day contract, some kind of thing, two 10 day contracts, get it in. That's just me though. You know, I wasn't in the NBA. Still time. We don't know if that's you know going to be coming to fruition or not. I think we're all trying out for teams next year. <clears throat> I mean, the G League is ever expanding. The big we could go league. to the Junior Basketball League, Villavar. I think that's the name we're going to call the Big Baller League, which is kind of upsetting. I just hope it's going to be the Big Baller League, but it is what it is. Uh, speaking of big ballers, let's uh, welcome our latest and greatest guest, a friend of the podcast, a returning guest. So we uh, are calling Joe a big baller. <laughs> well, some would, some would some not. Some would, okay. And as far as, you know, in the realm of Clipper fans, he's like a big baller. Yeah, okay. You know? There's like certain, that's a good yeah. point, certain realms where Joe is a big baller. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, in fans of the Premier League within our friends group, <laughs> he is he's the, the, biggest big, baller the biggest baller. Um, you know, fans of classic rock. And uh, barbecuing things. Joe's a big baller. Big baller. So he's got his own big baller brand type things going on. Maybe he, we can get okay. some like big baller cookware. That could be his line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either way, welcome back to the podcast to discuss a little Ohio State USA uh, football action. USC football. That's a USA. But I mean, it's the same thing essentially. We it's, are America's team. Yeah, everyone knows USC is America's team. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There you go. Always ready. Born ready. And. Welcome back to the podcast, friend of the podcast, one of the best, Joe. Hello. Joseph Dominic Natalizio. Here. Yeah, that's nice. Welcome back. Welcome from home from Mississippi. Enjoying yeah. the holiday season. Yeah, follow me, at Cup of Joe, two E's. He doesn't tweet, so... Yeah, not as much anymore. It'll be some, like, angry Premier League tweets, some angry LA Kings tweets, and a couple of football tweets mixed in some there. Some really, like, happy Buckeye tweets. Yeah, some happy Buckeye tweets. You're not going to be getting many of those. And that's why he's here today, in fact. Uh, as you know, when this podcast drops today, it will be uh, just a few hours away from the matchup between USC and Ohio State. Uh, so we love that. We brought Joe on because he is a, a U.S. or sorry, an Ohio he State is, grad. He knows USC is going to win, yeah. <laughs> he's uh, <laughs> uh, quite against the Trojans. Um, yeah, born born a Bruin. Yeah, born a Bruin, and eventually converted into the uh, Church of the Buckeye. Yeah, um, it's a nicer and, church. And here we are. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, on the football field, certainly. Um, other things. I mean, since not. I've been a Buckeye, <laughs> basketball too. Yeah, well, you know, whatever. We'll not talk about UCLA basketball though. We've covered that program quite a bit on this podcast, unfortunately. So we're talking about football today. So I guess we'll just get right to it, guys. Um, can you? I just want to hear an explanation from each of you about why your team is going to win and why the other team has no chance of uh, you know getting out there and getting that W. Uh, why don't we start with Jess because you know yeah, yeah yeah you're the home team here. Joe's on the road. We'll give him a second to think about it. Well, at the end of the day, I mean, what's happened the last seven times that the Trojans and the and the Buckeyes mm-hmm. have, have matched up? Uh, you know what? I'm not even. I'll, I'll spare you the Google search. The Trojans have won. Um, Look, you got JT Barrett is in his 18th year playing right now, and the reason that he hasn't left yet is because he knows he's not going to get a good spot in the draft. We got a first-rounder. Um, you know what I'm saying? We got guys to defend. We didn't lose to Iowa by 30 points. That's true. Um, you guys are overrated. Like, like I, Ohio State's overrated. Number five is absurd. If we're talking about two lost teams that could have got into the playoff, USC didn't get enough love, and that's a different conversation. But... That's what it comes down to. We have an elite offense. 
uh, and a very good defense with a lot of playmakers. We actually lead uh, college football in sacks. So JT is in for a fun night. Oh, that's that's lovely. I mean, it's hard to argue with that, but I'm gonna let you go ahead and give it a try there, Joe. Um, so you haven't faced a defense like uh, like Ohio State's yet. Ohio State's front seven is the best in college football. We have three, if not more, guys like further down the road that will be first round draft picks. Um, yeah, we lost to Iowa. It was a complete letdown, and it just, that was that was a, a silent week on social media for me. Very yeah, you have any of those. But um, the the what I want to point to is like the strength of the Pac-12, and then it's just not that good. Um, if you look at the bowl record so far this year, I think the only team that's won so far is Arizona, or if they have they have Arizona they not lost. played it. Arizona lost. Mm-hmm. So literally, the Pac-12 has zero wins so far. False. Utah. Utah. Who did Utah play? Don't know. Okay, we we never figured that out. Anyway, um, but. So you have, like, Washington State just got blown out by Utah Michigan State. played West Virginia. Oh, okay. What was the final score? Just curious. 30-14. 30-14. Okay. Yeah. I don't know much about West Virginia. West they Virginia don't. was an okay team in the Big 12. They weren't bad. This uh, year. Yeah, I mean, they weren't. They weren't. They were they what? some the, hyped-up games early. And third then, yeah. or fourth best team in the Big 12? Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Maybe fifth? Yeah. It's still wild that they have to travel so far for conference play. And yeah, well, that's just that's just ridiculous yeah. conference line. That's another conversation. Arizona but, lost by three. Stanford lost by two tonight to yeah. TCU. Yo, L's are L's, man. Like, so you have you have these teams that just keep losing. And, like, Washington State was one of your losses, and they just got just trucked. Talk about, I can talk about the Washington State loss all, all we can, we can We can go. We can, we can go regardless. Um, Michigan State was the third best team in the Big Ten East and just blew out one of the best Pac-12 teams. Third best Pac-12 team? Fourth best? SC, Washington. Stanford? Stanford. I would take uh, Arizona late season over them. Yeah, with their new quarterback. Khalil Tate's going to be a Heisman contender next year. He's he's exciting to watch for sure. Yeah, he actually, I mean, he's he's in stride right now too. He threw five touchdown passes. Yeah, dude, that was a nuts game. I'll have to end that one too. But I just think like that and I think Sam Darnold turns the ball over too much. He's been better late season. He's actually he's actually picked his stuff up early season. I would agree. Yeah. Um, but that's what you do when you have Sam Darnold. You live and you die with it because he was well, making yeah. the same decisions last year when we rattled off nine straight um, and they were working. And then there's still the times this year where he makes decisions that are risky, but he has the talent to make them. And sometimes he makes them. Sometimes that doesn't happen. So that's the kind of stuff that you live and you die with. And I'm happy to live with him for that. Uh, I think that you're able to live with him when you're playing, uh, like, live with those when you're playing secondaries that aren't as good as Ohio State's. Ohio State's defense, front to back, is... You guys lost two DBs to the draft, correct? Yeah, but we also have another first-round draft pick. Denzel Ward is coming out, and he's projected as a first-round pick. Well, he doesn't... I mean, he's not declared yet, because otherwise he wouldn't play, but... Yeah. He's he's projected as a first-round pick this year, too. I think it's going to be a fun game either way. You know, we can argue about the semantics uh, all night, really. I think you two guys could go back and forth. So I got some other questions here. I think okay. probably, uh, you know, you're not going to normally get when you're thinking about your teams, but I think they uh, are all a good reflection of how the team is going to show in the bowl game. First one I want to know is, is what do you guys think uh, if uh, somehow a physical fight broke out, Clay Helton and Urban Meyer squared up. Oh, that's the easiest Who's call. winning that fight and why? And Clay, is, Clay is wrecking Urban's life. Clay's a big dude. Urban Meyer was a DB in 
college. So you're not helping yourself there? Yeah, yeah. no, that's what I was going to say. I'm not... DBs are prima donnas. Only, like, yeah, he's not, softer he's, he's players gonna, are wide out. Yeah, yeah. He's going to start something. He's going to talk a lot, and then he's going to probably go run away. Clay would wreck I'm not going to lie. Clay Hall is a big dude. I'm not going to try and take this one. I love Urban Meyer. Uh, I'm not taking him in a fist fight. Clay would knock him out. You know? It'd be great. What, well, what, 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 how big is Clay Helton? Didn't he play like DN or something like he's that? He's at least 6'10". He's, no, he's like, I mean, he's probably 6'3", 6'4". Did he play he's in college? Like, he's thick. I don't know. Can you I just know he's like super, super, like he's a thick dude, but it's not fat thick. Like, right, no, I've seen him. Bad boy. I want to say he played. Great handshake as well. He's one of those dudes that you shake his hand and he'll, he'll crush your life with it. <laughs> he played at Auburn. Like he played at Auburn and at Houston. It was a quarterback. Oh. Well, yeah, he's a quarterback coach. Um, Got it. But yeah, you know, it doesn't say anything about his size. Either way, I think he's going to win what? that fight. Yeah, Urban Meyer's a skinny game. dude. He's a, he's a skinny guy. Um, he's not. Well, that's funny. You know, I think that's that indicates a lot about how the Bulls Urban Meyer is soft. Clay's a real one, that's so perfect. let's just talk about that. Yeah, it's um, funny. Like, at so, least, yeah, at least our <laughs> coaches don't. You can fight. you can leave this question up to interpretation. Although for this round, uh, it's probably pretty clear that the Trojan win this one. You know, I think my this always reminds me of my dad uh, loves to pick. Uh, his NCAA bracket based on which mascot would win in a physical fight. So this round, the Trojan versus the Buckeye. Yeah, it's Any, like okay. we have a literal warrior. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> our mascot. I feel like well. these questions are just no, written by these Jesse. Were not, no, these, I, I just I don't know who these were. Which ways will, can we definitely? I'll let you argue uh, for why the Buckeye is a better mascot than the Trojan. If you I don't know. I, I I don't think historically why it's a better mascot. Yeah, and not. And I mean, it's more like, indicative of like like. Ohio, Ohio has a, like that's like the state tree of Ohio. So like we're the like, I gave you a chance and you just blew it. I'm like, what do you want me to do? It's a poisonous nut. Like, so there's you not a lot there. <laughs> do you not like Ohio State's nickname? Yo, I love it. I like embrace it. It's like like the essence of Ohio. Like we represent the entire state of Ohio. Like I know that that's OU and yeah, OU. yo OU sucks. Can't uh, can't Kent state like can't read can't write can't state. Uh, <laughs> just like, shots. What about Youngstown State? Yeah, go Gwens, baby. Penguin, I have Cleveland I got, University. Is that a thing? Uh-huh. I got love I for I got love for Cleveland, Cleveland State. State. It's yeah, Cleveland, Cleveland State. Cincinnati, the Bearcats. Yeah, yeah the Bearcat. What is a Bearcat? What the fuck is a Bearcat? Who knows? It's no like a bear. It's like uh, as my as my shout out, <laughs> Mr. Little Ryan Little. Okay, I'm on to the next question. As here. big We're, as a bear. It's very important here, it's I think. Fast. And yeah. you guys touched on this briefly. You know, the quarterback is the cornerstone of any great team in college football. Um, so I, I want to know is you know you got to have a team that's going to be able to rally around the quarterback. So give me a reason why I would rather hang out with uh, the two starting quarterbacks for a weekend. What they're like, if they're chill. Tell me about it. I want to know. So I mean I'll start off. I, I have hung out with Sam Darnold. Uh, oh, so, so there is humble that. brag in his face. Um, no, I feel like a, a, a weekend with Sam Darnold wouldn't be like dummy lit. Like we would just go to the beach. Kick it, toss around the old pigskin. Yeah. Vans, Nike socks. You already know what it is. White Nike socks. Probably no socks at the beach, but yeah, out. He's that kind of dude, like San Clemente. Like he's a very like that kind of guy. Yeah. It'd be a nice weekend, you know. Maybe hit the bowling alley, do something like that. It'd be a it'd be a relaxed weekend, uh, but it'd be nice. It'd be a nice little getaway from the frat life. That's great. Is he a frat guy? He's in Lambda. Fairly Friday, huh? He's uh, in Lambda. He's Lambda Chi Alpha. Yeah. Uh yeah, yo that frat is like bottom frat at Ohio State. It's not like NSC. like bottom of the bottom at Ohio State. Well, anyway, okay. JT Barrett, tell me about uh, it. Yo JT Barrett, see look, 
Personally, for me, I, I... It's dope because you'd be getting, like, a, a seasoned vet, like someone who's a good 28 years old to kind of lead you around. And it's so, weird because when so I look first up, of all, look he's up not JT, 28. He's a fifth-year senior. I look up JT Barrett on Google, and it says he was born in 1995, which is probably a decade past when he was actually born, correct? Yeah, I think he was born in 85, correct? 85, yeah. yeah, he's been in college football for So all. here's the funny thing. 13 it's, years both now. Of yes. you, both of you have been in a game when JT Barrett was not even in college yet. That's false. I saw him. I'm pretty sure he's no, like, 100%. He was, uh, I'm pretty he sure he was the quarterback. quarterback. No, 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 no. He was... Uh, At the very least, he was on his official visit, so yeah, he was probably he on the sidelines. He sure was there. No, I'm pretty sure he was a year after that, even. Regardless. Uh, and yeah, Joe's referring to the game. We went... Uh, Jesse and I visited Joe at Ohio State his freshman year, mm-hmm. and we saw them play Wisconsin. And, uh, Russell Wilson's Wisconsin. Yeah. yeah, Russell Wilson's Wisconsin. Saw him choke, which was a beautiful uh, thing. Watched, Braxton Miller. JT Barrett throw a Hail Mary pass. <laughs> Braxton Miller. Braxton Miller threw a Hail Mary pass. And Braxton, all we know, changed his name to JT Barrett and has continued to play. Yep. But that was a fun time. Yo, so, been, but you didn't tell me about JT, Joe. Tell me about JT. So JT is a... I, again, I don't think JT Barrett... So you don't know either him that goes, well? I don't know JT Barrett Why don't you know well? your quarterback that well? Oh. Yo, because I... I know my quarterback. Oh. Yeah, he knows his quarterback. Go on, though. Try and anyway, so JT Barrett, he's not known for being uh, like a go-out-and-get... This is Trash. not at all what the conversation is about. Yep. I want to know why it's fun to hang out there. Yo, I was like, I, was, I, was, I told you, I so told you what I would do so with my quarterback. So I was trying to start with, with my quarterback. Go on. Yo, so I, I, I fancy myself an intellectual, and I enjoy uh, hanging out with people who are well-spoken... Uh, uh, and have been around for a little while. So You're I, a gang, I feel you. Skitty pop, pop, pop. Boom, Continue. Yo, JT Bear is just like a, a nice dude, and I would nice love dude. to love to hang out with him. Love to, yeah. love to go like go buy some antiques. Oh, we're gonna do an antique shopping. Yeah, well, I mean, you think you're the Kobe fan now? I don't yeah. think that was what the that was what the All throwback. Right. We'll was. go. We'll go to the next question. I, I think uh, it was clear won that round. Although I don't know if one side gave them a a really good argument. Uh, so the next question is, you know, you want your players to be well-fueled. You want them to be ready to go. So when you're kind of picking and deciding a school, you want to, you know, what kind of foods around campus. So can you give me an argument for which campus has better foods in the surrounding area? You know, obviously Jesse being the drive through guru, uh-huh. you know, the wizard. No, I got this uh, he is going to have a probably easy time here, so I'm going to let him start this one off. Okay, well, I mean, let's just run through it. Carl's Jr., uh, Taco Bell, two of them, one on each side of campus. Right. Uh, two. Uh, we got, you know, we got the Chick Fil A. You know, what I'm saying we got Panda. We got the 24 hour McDonald's. We got the Grinder. Shout out to the Grinder. You know, what I'm saying uh, that's the spot. You already know what it is. Grinder. Best is on the, the, the best. Game. The best. The best Mexican food. We got La Taquisa. You know, what I'm saying we got taco trucks out your butthole. We got Olympic Burger, which is like. Our uh, Lucky Boy, the breakfast burritos aren't as good, but everything else is pretty on par on their menu. Lucky Boy, well, just quickly to stop you, Lucky Boy shirts on sale right now for $10, sweatshirts 15 Check their Instagram. Wow, that's big. We that's have, a fire. Yeah, actually, I'm going to go cop. fire. Yeah, I'm, anyway, I'm going to cop a hoodie. Go ahead. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean, literally everything you could want except In-N-Out, which is the one, and I'll admit it, that's the one L that we take. Yeah, and how far is the closest In-N-Out from campus? About 10 minutes. Okay, drive. so, you know, in Ohio, Louisiana famous fried chicken, seafood, and donut is a three minute drive from campus. And that's a, a staple in the American economy. We all know that. Yes. So, for you and Joe, obviously, no In and Out. That's quite yeah, we don't have In and Out. We but do have, us, we, we also have two Taco Bells. We also have a 24 hour McDonald's. Mm-hmm. But we also have uh, the best donut place in America, Buckeye Donuts. Uh, fire. 
Um, we also have Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers, which USC does not have. Does not have. That's true. Uh, Raising Cane's is is fire. They're just starting to get out here, right? Yeah, there's one in Newport. They're there's one in like the IE somewhere. Yo, I'm also a big fan of uh, Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's. We have was a Jimmy fire. John's too. You have a Jimmy John's? Yeah, we have a Jimmy nice. John's. I'm Jimmy John's was like. Fire food. I like Jimmy. I'm not going to horn that for either of you guys. Yeah, that's it's, okay. It's Jersey Mike's gang. Shout out our children. Yeah. We have one of those too. I'm not go ahead, just go ahead. I've, never, go ahead. I've never been to Jersey Mike's. You're messing up. You should come back home I mean, to California. I'm, go ahead, though. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so uh, we also have, like, there's a huge Greek population in Columbus, so there's, like, a bunch of dope Greek restaurants uh, along the road. Mm-hmm. Apollo's is. So you got, like, what, like, Sigma Nu restaurants, Pike restaurants? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, all, like the, that. all the frats are out uh, there little, selling euros. Uh, the uh, Theta Chi Grill. <laughs> Just had to ask. Just wanted to know. Uh, that's good, though. Good to know. Um, all right, so I'm, I'm going to come down. Final question here. And I'm not saying that these, you know, these five questions are going to determine the winner, but I think they're going to let fans get a good decision on who they may want to root for. Who's got fresher uniforms and a fresher gear overall and why? Both Nike companies or, or Nike schools, right? Yeah, Nike school. Um, we'll let you, Joe go here first because you went first four times. Yo, okay, so they both have classic color schemes, but a lot of schools have red and yellow. A lot of schools have a red and yellow color scheme. Ohio State, to my knowledge, is the only school with red and gray, scarlet and gray. Not only that, but the the helmets with the Buckeye stickers on it is super classic. I like that, yeah. And if they're and and I just think the white tops with the gray pants are are, are super clean. I just think like just the, the classic look. Um, anytime Ohio State changes it up, it like makes me angry just because like. Like you're messing with a good thing. You're not. If if it ain't if it ain't broken, don't fix. Don't try and fix it. Those colors are sweet. All right. Um, yeah. Jesse. Gray is a pretty disgusting color. I think. I like. I. I don't, I'm not gonna sit here and like. Look, yeah, I'm trying to rock gray. Yeah, get that gray you know thing going. We got. We got that classic. Like, and, and you, you guys have a, a classic as well. It's just not as fresh. Like our red and yellow just. Is clean. What are the specific names for the red and yellow? Do you guys have them like they do? The uh, scarlet, scarlet card- cardinal and gold. Cardinal gold. Yeah, cardinal and gold. I kind of. I will say the Ohio State helmet is iconic with the stickers. That's yeah. iconic. I'll give you that. Um, we just got everything clean. Yeah. We just re-upped. Like we just updated it, so it's like everything's still traditional. Everything's still. Yeah. But it's a lot more sleek. It's yeah. a lot sexier. Uh, the players just got that swag with it too. Like yeah. SC's unis are just what when you see that cardinal and gold jog out of the. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's over. Yeah. It's over. Hard to argue with that. All right, final thing. Give me one player to watch for the bowl game on either team and why. Like not like a main? Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, like whatever you want to go with. If you want it to be a star, be like, hey, they're going to ball out. Go ahead. I just want to hear. You want to pick, pick, like, pick, pick a well-known player. And then, or, yeah, you want to go offense, defense. You can do both, pick, yeah. pick one. Pick one everyone would know and then one like. Yeah, however uh, you guys want to approach it, but go ahead. Me? Go ahead, Jess. Okay, well, obviously uh, well, I'll go. I'll go. Ron, I mean, obviously Sam Darnold. So I'm not even like. Yeah. Uh, Ronald Jones has had the best year of a running back in SC since 05. 05 was Reggie Bush. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and he's back home in his home state. Have a feeling he's gonna go off. Um, defensively, uh, I would go Jack Jones. Jack Jones has a good day, cornerback. Jack Jones has a good day. We win. Okay. That's it. Because right. they're gonna try and pick on him. There you go. Jack. All right. Uh, one uh, Mike Weber, uh, sophomore running back. Um, he's been kind of like the second string or like the one B to yeah. a, a, a true freshman running back, but he's been he's he's coming into a stride. He was hurt earlier in the season. I think he's primed for a big game here. Um, on the defensive side, the difference maker because like the whole secondary is pretty solid. Our defensive line is solid. The weak spot there is our middle linebacker. So the way that our middle linebacker Jerome Baker plays is the way that the team's gonna go. 
Well, there you go. I think that's a, a solid Ohio State USC preview. The Ohio State University. Thank Correct, you. Joe. I know. Shout out to the Ohio State. <laughs> Buckeyes, Trojans, guys, you're ready for the action. And uh, thank you again, Joe, for joining us. We appreciate you driving all the way to Mississippi specifically for this event and for nothing else. Yeah, always. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Let's take a quick break to talk about our Fire Relief Fund with our friends over at Let's Be Frank Pod. We started this up about two weeks ago trying to fundraise as much as we could to help the victims affected by the Thomas Fire and the other fires throughout the whole Southland. Right now we're a little short of our goal, so we're hoping to reach what we set out to do, $2,000 by the end of the year. So it's just a few days away. So any dollar counts could really affect people's lives, help them start the new year on the right note, and all that good stuff. Links are in our bios. Links are on the pages. Go check them out. Donate today and spread the word. Thanks again to our friend Joe for hopping on the podcast. He had some interesting points there as well as the swine. You know, it's always fun to hear you two argue about your schools and whether they play each other. It's even better. It's just like, I mean, I was going to say I feel bad. I don't really feel bad. I just like, he's on here talking so much smack. Like he's so happy thinking that they're going to win. And I, it's like, I know how he gets after Ohio State losses. And, I, like, as his friend, you know, you hate to see that. Yeah. It's but, like, as an enemy today, like, mm, it's good. I'm excited you wanna, to give him that feeling. You want to see Joe take that 30-minute walk in the rain. In the rain, yeah. You want to yeah. see him barricading himself in his room for three or four days. Exactly. Because those are, those are the things he does after a, a tough, tough Ohio State loss. Yeah. So we shall see. Nothing left to do but play the game. And that's going to that's gonna be a great way to end the year, Jess. And, and you know, you want to start the year on a high note. You want to be looking fresh. New Year's Eve. New Year's Day, you gotta be on point. I already got my fit ready. Like, I got a new jacket that I'm about to rep. Like, I'm excited for how we're gonna look. Like, I feel like New Year's Eve, New Year's Day is one of those ones where you really stunt on the wear, on the, oh. on the clothes, the garb, you may say. Absolutely. You gotta be out there. You gotta be flexing. You gotta be on point. And that really starts with your hair. I know if anyone is a friend of, of Nick or Jesse, mm-hmm. you've seen their hairstyle and their, their attention to detail when it comes to, you know, all hair care products. So I'm Absolutely. trying to get on their level. I'm trying to yeah. get up, step my game up a notch or two and that's why i've turned to our friends over at challenger hair care they've got some great products right now i've been trying out this challenger blue styling cream it's been on point it's got a nice matte finish that natural finish you know sometimes you get that slick stuff that almost like overly greasy type look and force yeah it's it's not a wave it's not a move you want to do you want to have that clean fresh i've been drinking water i've been working out 2018 type look you know uh, on top of that it's got that all day hold to it i'd be in the office chilling at my desk spinning in circles because i'm pretty bored playing some games walking <laughs> around whatever i can do to pass time my hair stays in place all day never a problem which i love one of the things that i've seen too i mean he came in today wearing it and you know like i'm seeing it and it looks to me like when I had my mullet, like, that mm. thing was just out of control. Absolutely. You know, I wish I had something like this when I had my mullet back in the day because then I could kind of keep it in control, make it even look a little crisper instead of the Joe Dirt look that it had. I mean, I loved it, but yeah. I, on, I'd be able to keep it under control. And on top of that, you know, a lot of people associate that mullet with kind of a dirty, smelly look. This this Challenger's got a clean, clean, pure scent. You know, it's not overbearing where it's doing too much and taking over the whole look and feel, but it's just enough to kind of give you that, that suave edge that you mm. need, you know? And, and on top of that, you can take it wherever you want. It's got some perfect carry-on sizes. You can put it on the airplane. You can go on the trains or automobiles, whatever you Planes, your trains, or automobiles? And they should make a movie about these That's types crazy. Of but anyway, check out Challenger Hair Care Product. They have pomade. They have styling cream. Anything you need, take a look. Shout us out. You never know. Um, but it's a fantastic product. Highly recommend to start your year on the right point. 
And I'm looking at Sully right now, and I can confirm that everything said is true. The hair is looking nice today across from the mic on this podcast. And I just want to say, you know, he said he was inspired by my hairstyle, but no, it's the other way around. I've been inspired by Sully's hairstyle for quite some time now. And like you guys said, new year, new hair, new year, new Nick. I'm thinking about doing something with my hair this year. Wow. And, uh, you know, what better way to do so with is with some challenger. And that's what I plan to do. Uh, Sully, I'm glad it's working for you and I'm uh, looking forward to having it work for me possibly what are you, in this what are you, what's, what's what are you doing here? with your hair I want to hear this you know this is, is so inspiring you know Challenger has literally inspired you to grow your hair it is true uh, I figured it's a new year it's a, it's a time to try something new and Sully was joking earlier in this uh episode about how uh you know i have a hairstyle or whatever you know th- the truth is i have not had a different hairstyle in the past seven or eight years i think it, i think it is and uh, when did you have uh, your hair has been like this since i've known you and that was yeah. fourth grade so maybe maybe more <laughs> so than seven that, or eight years. like it's been seven years more than seven years probably double grade. that time so 15 two, years yeah. maybe two i don't know the old decade and a half i don't know i just feel like it's time to try something new trying to grow out the hair i see how sully does it see how, see how sully works it and uh, jesse has had different hairstyles in the past as well yeah. i always support a mullet yeah and jesse used to have that bieber flow before yeah he bieber flow before thing. the I mean, mullet yeah that's what i'm saying bro so i appreciate that nick you, you got to start it off the right note but i think before we can move forward we must look back and learn from our mistakes you know uh relive the glorious memories we do have from the year past and that's why it's time for our year in review the best and worst of 2017 from cautiously optimistic ah! we got their body y'all motherfucker so as y'all know <laughs> as y'all know we are our big big fans of twitter so our first mm-hmm. scenario first question is what was the best twitter beef could be ongoing could be wrapped up could have been earlier in the year Best Twitter beef of 2017. Anyone got one to start with? I'll start it off, you know, and it has to do with more than just sports, but this one fell into the sports realm because this guy seems to be falling into every realm since he oh, has taken off. We're in the same one. Yeah, we're in the same one. Well, pretty it, might, it, might, yeah. it might not be the same one because there's been so many of them. Oh, you want a specific? Oh, please go I'm ahead. going with a specific, uh, the White House uh, visit from the Warriors. I don't know if you were thinking about that, but oh. you know, as, as is tradition, every sports team is invited to visit the president at the White House. And of course, the Golden State Warriors won the last NBA championship, but they weren't really feeling President Trump and they weren't alone. But either way, they decided to just not go, not accept the invitation. They, did, they didn't make a stir of it. They just said they're not gonna go. But uh, unfortunately, uh, Big, Big Donnie wasn't too happy about that. And yeah. he sent out a tweet and I'll read it now. He said, going to the White House is considered a great honor for a championship team. Now, Stephen Curry is hesitating. Therefore, invitation is withdrawn. Mm. This also coming the day after that Steph said he wasn't going to go. So I think yeah, that's so the best part. After, yeah, yeah. When you, you know, it's like, right. it's when someone's going to go to your birthday party and they're like, ah, I don't think I want to go. And they're like, oh, well, you're not invited. You know, it's you what, can't go it's what seven-year-olds do. So. It's also uh, like uh, inspired LeBron to tweet that the president is a bum. Yeah, so I'm going to, yeah, I'll just, I'll leave you out there. And this tweet is, uh, this sorry, is the last thing. The tweet was sent at 4.45 a.m. Right on par with the rest of his tweets. Well, it's 7.25 on the East Coast, but. That is true. Yeah. Probably already drunk. <laughs> yeah, he's hammered. Even though he doesn't drink, 12 Diet Cokes a day is what he does drink. So that isn't enough to probably get you a buzz at least uh, mine is just gonna be just trump in general is just he's just almost you know started a war on twitter um and on top of whatever he does there's always wars within the comments and that's just beef in itself so i think you know trump really uh is he's got to be the pick for 2017 yeah there's that i mean he has the one the beef with you know lavar so many with pretty much everybody and and i think that's got to be the best one i just want to give a honorable mention 
to Joel Embiid. Yeah. Uh, great troll on social. On Instagram as well. Yeah. You know, like clowning guys and like the Carl Anthony Towns one was hilarious. So it's like things like that. Shout out to Joel Embiid because he's got some, some clownage in there as well. Um, but moving on from that, uh, I think the next one is best celebration. Yeah. You know, and this could be anything from a specific celebration to one of those mini celebrations. Like one of my favorite ones was always the Quentin Richardson, you know, Tap the tap the headband. Is that how Darius or the Miles? Darius Miles, sorry. Yeah, Q, Q Rich had something else though. Q Rich had his own. Uh, I think something to do with a three. He had a great one. Yeah, um, it's wild. But like those kind of things. But I'm, I'll start us off here. Go ahead. And I'm gonna say the best one was the CFL limbo oh, celebration. Wow. You know, That's I'm going. Good. There, there was all the juju stuff going on, and then yeah. he had some great ones. But then CFL came through and said. Check this out. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. I think if I had to pick one, you know, it's hard for me to go away from the Vikings because they had some good ones with the uh, Duck Duck Gray Duck. Mm-hmm. Uh, just their their team commitment, the Thanksgiving meal. You know, they all can tell they certainly care about each other. But one that uh, not only myself and my brother has discussed, and I got to see in person this year in Minnesota, my favorite baseball celebration in the entire league, and that's Edwin Encarnacion, the parrot as he rounds the bases. <laughs> if you haven't watched it, I highly suggest it because he does it every time, no matter what the situation is. But about as soon as he hits first base, he promptly just tosses his right arm up as if he was a pirate carrying a parrot. And he usually rocks that until about to, he gets to third base, and then he'll put it down. But it's a, it's That's just excellent. hilarious. It just looks so funny, and it's so subtle, too. That's the best way yeah. to it. It just looks like he's almost running with an injury. Yeah, um, the internet has had a lot of fun with oh, that one, placing the parrot actually yeah. on his arm. The parrot is fantastic. I, he actually hit three home runs or two home runs in the game I saw, so I got to see him multiple times. Oh, that's times. great. And they were absolute bombs, which makes it even better when he just goes out and flexes the parrot. So, Edwin Encarnacion, keep doing your thing. Uh, excited to see it this season. Um, Nick, you want to wrap us up for the best Sully of 2017 in your mind? Yeah, I'll do a quick hitter on three of them that I think you all would appreciate. Sully, we mentioned it before on the podcast, but I think it's one of the best ones yet. It's the Duck Duck Goose. Great Goose. Great, Great duck. duck. Great Duck. Great Duck. Make sure we get that right. I didn't get it right. You did. Now. You're yep. not from Minnesota. I'm not from Minnesota, but I like that celebration. Uh, Minnesota Vikings. And then also, speaking of baseball, the Eagles did the baseball celebration, hitting a home run after the Solid. touchdown. And then, of fans. course, uh, we're a Dodger podcast here. We've talked a lot about the Dodgers. And I think Yasiel Puig uh, kissing Turner Ward throughout the playoff run. That's a great it's a good celebration. Good. Uh, Turner yeah. Ward, you know, can't do anything about it. Just kind of gives that dirty little look but it doesn't yeah. really push him away and it just became a fun part of the playoff run yeah so I, those are my I, three celebrations I would also go honorable mention just please tell me how sliding into third yeah I think that's yeah one. and i'm a huge fan personally of the the bat flip singles bat flip singles are always those good. are always like you know like he he stunts everything and that just Puig, makes me happy Puig could be like the player we enjoyed seeing celebrate most in 20 oh yeah i think there's no one else that i enjoy you know there's no player i look forward to scoring a touchdown as much or hitting a game-winning shot, although like, Russell Westbrook has some pretty good reactions too. I don't even know his cel- just, celebrations. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, his, I don't think his fall in the celebration category. Yeah. This is more just reaction to what's going on. Still great. So let's get over to the music side now. Mm. Um, very very tough choice, and I, you know I don't think there's probably multiple things you could pick and explain, and we agree with here. But we're gonna go not only best album but best song from 2017, the past year. Um, Jesse, you want to start this off? I know you're so, the music man. To me, this is like. Very tough and impossible, and yeah. also too easy. Like best album, don't get cute. Yeah. Okay. Like you know, like LeBron could win MVP every year. You know, it's boring, but it's true. Yeah. You know, like all this stuff. Like the most boring stuff can be the most true thing. Yeah. Kendrick Lamar had the best album of the year. That's not it's me. not like there's no debate. I don't want to see like Daniel Caesar's album was great, but don't tell me that Freudian was the best album of the year. Mm-hmm. Like there's so was, like mean, Flower yeah. Boy, great album. It's not the best album of the year. No. Even Jay Z's. 
Like, I sorry. Think, I don't even think it's close. I, I just think it, it's so great because not only, you know, you released it, everyone thought it was fantastic, then you come out the news with you should be playing it the opposite way, that rejuvenates it. Mm-hmm. It's really just a continuation of success, and it's hard to not listen. I think I'm right there with you, just damn, album of the year. How could you not pick it? Like, I think you put it perfectly. Don't get too cute here. You know, just because you're the best doesn't mean you need to uh, punish him for that because he keeps doing his thing. Yeah, I think it's unanimous. And so since it is unanimous, maybe we can go around and say our favorite song off the album because oh. that, that might be different. We all believe the album is the damn is the best album of the year, but do you guys have a favorite song? Did it even come off that album? Because, I don't know, maybe oh, the song right. is off a different album. Yeah, so song of the year for me, it wouldn't be on damn. The one I probably listened to the most, I enjoyed the most, listened to it in a variety of scenarios was Love Galore by SZA and Travis mm-hmm. Scott. I, that was one of my favorite songs. I listened to it essentially since it came out, still bang it very, very often. I, I quite enjoy that track. One of the things that I was like, I think Supermodel on uh, That's uh, Control also. Yeah. But like for me also, best this is what I think best song is Impossible also. Because mm-hmm. there's so it's many. It's a mood too, you know, it's like, yeah. I could pick one for every genre. I think that was just the one that covered the most bases for me. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, it was tough to pick, so I just stuck with Damn, and I my favorite song off that was actually one that not, not a lot of many people uh, had, but mine was God, and I like that song. I actually saw that I song live. Yeah. I saw him perform well, for the first time uh, at Coachella. I was lucky enough to have that experience. <laughs> it's <laughs> funny just because Jesse continually complains about the song, not because it's bad, yeah, because he, yeah, because you hear it works so much. No, that's love. Love isn't uh, it God and love too. God, we didn't play that much. Not as much. Jesse, if you guys don't know too, and which I learned, another thing I learned in 2017. Radio stations a lot of time will select their songs on like kind of cues. Mm-hmm. So a lot of songs. So like humble, yeah. humble and love, I hear like once an hour. Yeah, and they have to. They have to play yeah. every hour. So I just thought I thought that was very interesting. Well, yeah. one of the things like I mean, going on to like uh, shout outs for best songs. See you again, Tyler. Uh, Get you, Daniel Caesar. I think EXO Tour Life has to be there. Mm-hmm. Like that was just such a hit. That was a big year for Uzi. Uh, Bodak. Biggest song of the year, yeah. maybe not best, but Bodak was the biggest song of the year. Shout out to Shea Serrano calling that when yeah, we had him on in exactly. episode 30. Uh, relationship, that future and thug song. Mm-hmm. Well, the thug song featuring future, yeah, exactly. Which I think those are like my top ones, and then Supermodel, like I said earlier. Um, those are like the ones that came off my head immediately. Yeah, it's tough, and you almost forget, you know, the year, although it feels very quick, it can be so long, and you just forget tracks that come out in February and January, and it's like, like Unforgettable, I think, was this year. Like or, like January, maybe. Maybe. it was the summer, wasn't it? It was right before summer. Yeah, you know, it was, know, it was it, like probably March. So yeah, either way, it's wild. And there's a lot of great music that came out this year. So uh, we would love to hear your suggestions of tracks we missed, your favorite songs. Please, you know, send us some messages on that because I always love searching for new music. Getting to the next section here, we're gonna go back to the sports world. Big year for LA sports. Uh, a lot of big things happening. Um, I'm just gonna say, what was your best LA sports memory? from 2017. Yeah, I'll start this one off. And I think we know where I'm going. Uh, I attended game one of the World Series at Dodger Stadium, the first World Series game there since 1988. And of course, that was a big bucket list item for me. I know Sully went to a later mm-hmm. game, but just being there for game one, the pomp, pomp and circumstance surrounding such a momentous uh, occasion for LA sports was just a lot of fun to be a part of. They got that win. Everything happened great that game. Kershaw to Morrow to Jansen, Turner home run. Uh, the city was so excited. Everybody around the stadium was just, just so happy in that moment. And unfortunately, we know how the series ended up, but that's not talk about that. Mine is just that moment in game one, that Tuesday afternoon. It was like 100 degrees. Nobody cared. People were just so happy. And um, I, I'm just glad that I got to experience that. Yeah, uh, I think it's hard to beat the Dodgers making the World Series. Obviously, it's bittersweet because they did not win, uh, which we don't like to talk about too much, but it, it's hard to get around. Uh, I think if I had to go for a moment 
in the Dodgers' whole run could be the postseason Justin Turner uh, home run. The walk-off. Uh, yeah, the walk-off specifically. That was hard to beat, and that was like a pretty just magic thing to watch. And I love Justin Turner, so I was happy for him. And I just wish, you know, it could have been the the whole real deal. Going to Game 6, too, the game I attended was fantastic. And seeing a Dodger win in the World Series was pretty awesome. The whole experience was, was great. So but I think the home run you mentioned was actually a big catalyst in avenging the Cubs' mm-hmm. loss from a year before, which yeah. was important to do. And now... You know, they got to the next level and just have to get to that next level, hopefully, in 2018. Exactly. And Kike's moment in Chicago, the three-home yeah. run game for Puerto Rico, I think, was, was wonderful. My, you know, the Dodgers, I, I was going to say if I had to pick one of the Dodgers, one was that Justin Turner walk-off. Yeah. But on a technicality, because it was this year, although it wasn't their season, mm-hmm. it was January 2nd, no. the Rose Bowl. <laughs> USC taking down Penn State. I was uh. there. Uh, watching that was incredible to come back. Uh, See, it feels like it was last year. Yeah. It feels like it was last and year, but that was 2017. Yeah, the very start. Technicality, I'm taking it. So shout out Sam Darnold, <laughs> USC. Oh, I love that. That's a good one. That's really reaching back in there. Uh, just thinking about quickly in the middle of this, I got. I don't know if you guys have checked this, and I, I suggest everyone do it. Have you seen your like year in review on Snapchat, where they no. have like save? If you go to your like year save stories, they have this like, you were up late. You were out, you know, up early, and like. Did they save them, or they saved them? So it was like stuff that you didn't even have to save yourself. Like, like three forty-five a.m. You were out late. (laughs) You can imagine what those snaps look like. And then a lot of them are here, just me at work. You were out late. I'm like, no, I wasn't. I was working. And it was like, you said some bad words, and then I had like a, I said a lot of bad words. You know I mean? So I would suggest anyone out there that hasn't seen it. Oh, it's, yeah, it shows you like oh, saved. Doing that. Check it yeah, out. I gotta check that it's out. It's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> mine was pretty hilarious because like they almost couldn't have picked worse snaps. Yeah. You know, they try to put together a very like heartwarming thing, and it just is pretty funny. That's so good. So I uh, check that out on the old snapper if you got that. Um, the next one. This is a very tough one. Worst performance. Of 2017. Um, damn. I'll start it off. I, I was having a tough time with this one too. Um, and so I just like, I wanted to go with, uh, just to talk a little extra trash to Joe, I wanted to go with uh, Ohio State yeah. uh, against Clemson at 31 yeah. nothing shutout. But then I realized that play game was played on New Year's Eve. Yeah. So it's 2016, so it tough, didn't count. Tough. Um, so I just went with the San Francisco Giants whole season. Because <laughs> that was a pretty terrible performance by them. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, that is good. that's pretty funny. I like that. Nick, you want to go ahead? Yeah, I just, yeah, I just like that from Jesse there. I mean, Giants had so much hope going into the season in April, yeah, and they, 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 thought, they, they thought they thought they could right compete. There. It was cute, um, and then it all fell apart. It was so good to see. Finally, the Giants, you know, weren't there with the Dodgers, and it was it was yeah. nice to see. Um, but for me, I have two sort of one is sort of more uh, a little painful to our fandom, and another one is just something that was unfortunate for someone else. And I'll start with the one to us, and that was the U Darvish performance in the World Series. Uh, you know, made the trade to get him for that exact reason. Had two bomb performances. Uh, he bombed in those performances, is what I meant to say. Game two. <laughs> two bombs. I wish he had a two bomb yeah. performance. I think things would have been a little different. Uh, Some LA slang getting caught up in the way there. Yeah, game three and game seven, unfortunately, and just did not get the job done. It's, it, remains, it remains to be seen if they're going to even resign him. Probably not. And so that just went down as a big fail for him. Um, and then the other worst yeah, performance was uh, Tiger Woods' performance in his sobriety test when he unfortunately was pulled over by the cops uh, in Florida. Uh, what he told the cops is that he had been golfing in Los Angeles and didn't know where he was. Um, he missed his heel to toe on each time on the walk nice. test. Nice. Uh, uh, fell asleep in the car multiple times with the cop in the window talking to him. 
Uh, tough performance, I would say, right there. Yeah, that's tough. Um, I, you know, I, I like the U Darvish one. You had to get real for a moment. Tiger, uh, just as hard felt. You know, he's on. His, he's back on the course now. Tiger's back, so it's all good. Um, what I'm gonna go with uh, my it, worst 2017 2017 performance is gonna be Rick Pitino. Um, it's gonna be not only for the recruiting violations, but the performance in the bathroom because that was 15 seconds that he probably liked back. Yeah. Uh, performance in the courtroom wasn't much better, so you know he's having a tough time. This tough year. year for Rick. 2017 has not been the one for you, Rick, but you know his son is leading the Golden Gophers. They're playing good basketball right now, so uh, I got mixed feelings about the family. Yeah, I get that. Um, that's gonna wrap up our worst performance. Now let's get on to a song that was way too popular, which I feel like is on here because we just want to talk about one song. I know what song I feel I'm like talking about. I know about. what you're gonna talk about, Jesse. Nick, I'm not sure what you're going to talk about. I'll start it off. Probably going to steal yours, Jesse, so I'll just let you explain it. But I'm guessing Gucci Gang yep. is the track that you wanted <laughs> to hear. Nick shakes his head because he, I'm sure he is a fan. I've seen the Snapchat emojis of Thank Gucci Gang. <laughs> um, Jess, do you want to just take a moment here and uh, trash the song? Well, it's just a horrific song that got huge. Like, he's just saying Gucci Gang a bunch of times. Like, what well, are we doing? Well, he also spends 10 racks on his bitch chain. And yeah, she and loves uh, she cocaine. loves doing cocaine. Sure, that's nice. Well, if you're, wait, let me just say, let me just interrupt you right there. Sorry. If you're going to talk about that, he's talking about random things and that's why it's a bad song, you need to take a look at it. No, 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 no. I understand rap, right a lot of rap is like that. But it's just not, it's like, it doesn't sound good. Like, it's a, it's like, it's just not a good song and everybody loves it because mm-hmm. everybody wants to love the little Pumps the Lil Zans, the Triple X Tentacions oh, of the world, the garbage. all garbage. The uh, Trippy Reds, the Sixteen yeah. Nine, whatever they have. Popular enough for Snapchat to make a partnership with it to use on their story. It doesn't matter. They make partnerships with a yeah, bunch of people. That's a bad like, I think it was a great. It's a call. horrific song. It, the best part about that song is the fact that it's like two minutes and thirty seconds. That's true. And not even like that's the best know, part. Man, is how the short emojis it is. dancing to Gucci Gang. I, I can't be mad at that. The emojis dance to a lot more than just Gucci Gang on that's Snapchat. True. That's a just a bad way to do pretty much whatever you want them to do. Yeah. Do you, what's your song then? All right, my song. Uh, just a personal decision. I don't. You guys might like the song, I don't know but you're making personal decisions. Uh, Wild thoughts. I don't think it's a good song at all. I think it got way too popular. Uh, starts off talking about you want to see me naked, naked, naked. I mean, that's just not a good way to start the song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did they, What did they? You know you want to see me naked, naked, naked. I want so to be your taking... baby, baby, baby. <laughs> Spinning and it's wet just like it came from Maytag. I mean, this I is like when your dad reads hip-hop lyrics. That is exactly <laughs> what that is. <laughs> this, this just makes me like, this is how you know everybody listening why. Him, us, him backing Gucci Gang yeah. just isn't real. And this is like, Because you know, like so, he just took a song hey, that has a little pump song over a song that has yeah. Rihanna, a song that has... Bryson Tiller. Yeah. Uh, like, and, and on top of that, it's like, you know, Nick taking those lyrics and reading them in, in almost news speak like that. It's yeah. like going back to our last And Kobe it's a episode, Carlos Santana sample. It's like, you know, it's like uh, Black Mamba. Yeah, that's Attack true. Conquer. You know, like when yeah, you say it's, like it's that, it's a Carlos Santana sample. Exactly. It should not be sampled in that way. It's not, it should not be sampled in a song a, that has a chorus. Nick coming up. This is a, Carlos Santana is sacred. You do not take that off. That's like the same, like, are you. Cool Mo D was the best lyricist of all time. I don't think he's like the old head. To Steely Dan and the Eagles, that's it. Okay, well, I'm not that much of a dad about Carlos Santana, but I don't think a song that samples Carlos Santana should have the chorus that are just saying, wild, 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 wild. I mean, it's just not a song that you want to that hear. That song bangs. You're yeah, just wrong. I mean, yeah, all right, maybe overplayed. That's my take. Much. I'll give you that. You got that's played a lot. Right. Sure. Not a bad song, though. Uh, and let's, you know, because we got the tension, you know, popping right now, what is the work, worst take from someone else on this podcast? I've got a few. I got one. You guys go ahead if you want. Uh, I'll, you know, I'll just start it off, in fact. So I've got a couple for both. 
Um, so I, for both of you guys, okay. no Cavs in the finals. Yeah, I, I, can I add on that just to because it's and, mine is just for Nick. And just to, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we were talking about this. Uh, Nick had a quadruple <laughs> bad, <laughs> quadruple missed. Oh, just so much. Last year he says that the Raptors would make the finals, mm-hmm. or the the Raptors or the Celtics. Yeah. Boom, both wrong, making the finals. <laughs> the Raptors with Paul Millsap didn't happen, and the Jimmy and the Celtics with Jimmy Butler didn't happen. Cavs are for sure not making the finals. Yeah, absolutely. all of that, none of that happened. That was all bad. So that one—that's I mean, my worst take from Jesse, somebody on the you know, podcast. Not only did Jesse have Cavs not in the finals, he also had Golden State not in the finals. Not true. True. Um, I did have that, and, and I stand by that. If Kawhi didn't get injured, they would. Yeah, have been this is an unfortunate yeah, Johnny situation. Johnny Manziel will start another NFL game. First of all, he has not a contract on the table with the CFL, <laughs> so play two years there. As NFL game. Just saying. Yeah, yeah that was not done yet. Play two in the CFL. Come through. Not done yet. That's not over. Did not come. Come true. Um, Not yet. And then the worst one I wanted to remind you of, Jesse, although I will preface this with a good one for you, for Darnold wins Heisman uh, in USC wins the 2007 national title. So that's half this, true. This season. I said that he would win. Yeah. Oh, wait. So that'd be a bad one again. Yeah, they're both wrong. They're both wrong. <laughs> so the worst one, I guess, for you, Jesse, last year, and I'm very tough on you about this particular team that you love. Yep. USC basketball into the Elite Eight. Yep. <laughs> Where did they end up in that tournament, Jess? When did they lose? Uh, in the second round. <laughs> second round. Have they gotten even close to an Elite Eight, or will they this year? They maybe, you know, they're not looking. They terrible. will get close this year. If they get, they, they got to uh, figure themselves out. You know, when, our boy from Melton, be back. Yeah, if Anthony Melton can come back. They'll be straight. They will be okay. Benny Boatwright, big time game winner. They got to figure out some. Like, I just, I had to remind you I, last year of your pick, 2016 or 2017, USC basketball the Elite Eight match. I figured that was gonna come back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, this is a very convenient time for us to go yeah. back down in our itinerary on our Google Doc and find these takes yeah. that we somehow and left there, which I don't. You know, we, we haven't been adding there. to it. We, we should be adding to it. We, we haven't been adding to it, and you know, I guess now's a good time to go back and look at them. And unfortunately yeah, for me, so I don't definitely have, unfortunate for also, me. Also, I don't have any bad takes. So uh, well, really, you said well, Memphis would. You said also, so you're, you're trashing on me for Golden State not making the finals. So uh, where do you got it? You said that. Oh, you said they'd be in the West Finals for somebody. Memphis was not in the West Finals. I know. Zubox is still not our starting center, even though uh, Brooke Lopez is hurt. Yeah. I have a take well, that. I, we didn't know we'd have Thomas Bryant. That's the only difference. So, yeah. I'm not saying I'm Thomas Bryant's not even our starting center. I know. I'm just, I'm just saying that's what he's getting the majority of minutes over Zoo. You had a take, and I'm going to mention it to you. And don't get riled up because you said this multiple times and it, it flipped completely. And you accepted that it flipped. But. Uh-huh. Early in the Are you talking about Stranger Things? No, no, no. That's, oh, that's, no, yeah. that's actually one I forgot to mention, but actually you did come through and watch that, so I'm proud you're of you. I'm very proud of you. Yeah. Um, Jesse, you're next. Not. Jesse, you're next. All right. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not proud okay. of you. Um, Sully. Nick's trying to slam me right Early in the Dodgers season, I was always kind of defending. We were talking about Dodgers rotation considerations and all that stuff, and I would, I would always slot Rich Hill in the number two spot behind Kershaw, and he would be like, no, Rich Hill is not a two. He's not a two. He's a four at best. He's a four at best. I never said at, that. No, you on. did. We can go back. I knew you were going to deny it. But go on. Um, and that's why I wanted to bring it up, because I remember after you went to game six and you sent out a tweet expressing your appreciation for Rich Hill and that you'd ride or die with that guy any day of the week for stepping off the mound when Guriel mm-hmm. came up and definitely flipped and he was a number two starter all along. He performed like one in the playoffs. And I think that you just need to acknowledge that he was a number two all along. That's, oh, that's, no, no, I won't do that. Oh, well, well, you're just right. wrong. I mean, you can ride the emotion and be like, he's a number two and believe it. But as far as talent goes, Well, Dave Roberts slotted him at number two at the beginning of the season, and he pitched like one in the well, playoffs. because he was and a number three starter in the playoffs after they got you Darvish. So uh, you're he wrong actually on pitched that. before you Darvish in every series. Did he? He did. So who's the number two starter, Nick? What Rich did you Hill. say? Who's the second Rich best Hill. pitcher on that team? Rich Hill. That's what I'm saying all along. That's a pretty bad take. But that's all you... No, no, I, I, listen, we don't have to argue that we're on the same side. No, it's not a take. No, that yeah. is a take. What would that you is call a it? take. That's literally a take. 
No, I'm That's saying because you're not the manager of the Dodgers, right? No, I'm saying, but I'd always list him as the number two starter, and you'd always say, "Oh, he's a three at best." Blah 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 blah. Yeah, yes, he, he had good playoff performances. Why, always... did, why did Dave Roberts slot him ahead of Darvish in every playoff series? Matchups because they want to have Darvish at home because he was better at home. Obviously, that didn't work out, but you got literally put the better is. pitcher, you know. Higher in the well, Nick, this is a, this is an argument runs. also anyway, to have yeah. you know months anyway, ago, not I mean, right hey, now. Nick tried, just, to, Nick tried to crush me. He, he had this planned up all week and he failed. I have fine. I have a crush though. I don't like think I old failed. crush. Go ahead, go ahead. This I'd rather hear it. A, a back back in the day, yeah. and you can't deny this because you know it's true. Uh, you said you would rather. And this is before Kenley was our star, our closer. Is this for Nick? No, this is you. Oh, okay, go ahead. You said you wanted uh, Javi Guerra oh, closing yeah, yeah, yeah. over Kenley Jansen. I think that was like well, when six was years that? ago. Okay. Well, it was a while ago. Yeah, yeah that's like six okay. or seven years. But yeah, I'm just proud of that one. Oh, yeah. I had Kenley and you had Javi. No, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. That's one for you to win. Uh, I yeah, think that was at least six or seven years ago. But that's true. I would be remiss if I didn't. Uh, Mentioned that Jesse is trash once again for not liking Bill Walton, the greatest commentator again, in one of the. That's situations. just a take. Yeah. That's a, it cannot back up factually. Although I appreciate that, Nick. Uh, where are we to next here? We could go to. I mean, we're talking about people who have takes, and and you know, we're talking about bad takes. Mm-hmm. I think the worst sports personality or worst sports person. Worst even, person in sports. Worst person in sports. Mine is a sports personality, personally, and okay. personally, I mean, in person. There's. He's still on the crush train. Three people. Oh, really? I'm not, oh, I'm not allowed to drive the crush train, but you guys are. Okay, that's we what we're doing on the podcast. Conductor. All right, uh, yeah. Well, no, maybe not three. There's two people that are always in this conversation that no matter what year it is, they're going to be there. Whitlock, Skip Bayless. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. And you could even toss in Nick Wright. In, you don't like Nick Wright? I think he's terrible at times. I think he's like one of those dudes that's just like, he takes those hard, hard yeah, takes. He take- and sometimes he's just really wrong, but <laughs> doesn't like... Back off of it. He enjoys LeBron quite a bit. Yeah, I think is what people get on him about. Yeah, but I don't think he's that. Not certainly in the category of those two guys. Um, no, definitely not. But um, I'm gonna say this year. I mean, he's just pretty, like Skip Bayless is just so terrible. Like Whitlock has his moments and are they're really bad, but they're not consistent because he just like disappears. Mm-hmm. Skip is just always there and always terrible. Yeah. So he's true. my worst person in sports. Um, my worst person in sports this year is going to go, you know, I'm going to rejuvenate the hatred for the Yankees. And although I'll do respect to this person, Derek Jeter was the worst person in sports. <laughs> for, you know, that Giancarlo trade was absolute garbage. Literally tearing apart a Marlins team. And uh, just not doing a lot good for baseball. So That's true. Uh, I'm going to go with him. That was a late season addition. Although I think, Jesse, that those are both great, men- great mentions there. Skip Bayless. Um, Jason Whitlock. Jason Whitlock. You can never go wrong with those. Two. I mean, Whitlock wears a fedora. <laughs> End of story. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to bring this one back. I think it needs bringing back because of how bad it was and how bad it was handled, but the Yuli Gurriel in the World Series uh, and the Ma- yep. Rob, Rob Manfred's decision not to suspend him for making the racist gesture. Of course, Gurriel comes back, hits some clutch home runs in that series, which he shouldn't have even been playing in at that point, or, or at least the next game, which he hit some home runs. So... Uh, or maybe the, it was the game after. Either way, uh, that has no place in the game. Didn't like to see it, especially against the Dodgers. That's true, 100%. I think those are all good choices yeah. for bad people in sports. And then we can go on from that. And, you know, there's always surprises. There's always upsets mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in games, in seasons. Um, and that's part of the reason why we love sports. Absolutely. So you guys, what was the biggest surprise of 2017? Uh, I'll go. I had two. Uh, one's still in progress, one's from the season. One, uh, uh, Christ Taylor, uh, mm. as we like to call him. Yes. Uh, his, you know, uh, continuing Jesus jokes, resurrection mm. from Seattle uh, into the glory of Los Angeles. Fantastic. I don't think anyone really saw that coming. Uh, and also Kyle Kuzma, I think, you know, Kuz. would be uh, Kuz. silly not to mention him at this point. 
going from a pick who was rather unknown and you know balling out in summer league and continuing to do so uh, during the regular season. Yeah, yeah. I want to follow up on that because my surprise was Kuz. Uh, I think when the Lakers made that trade to trade D'Angelo Russell to the Nets and got Brook Lopez, got rid of you know Mozgov's contract. It was kind of seen as Laker fans were questioning it a little bit. Why? Why can they see if Russell and Lonzo could play together? You know why Brook Lopez, blah blah. blah. And it turns out that the Lakers got the best player in the deal, and he might be the best player on the team right now. Kuzma averaging close to 18 points per game, six rebounds, just had a stretch against the best teams in the league where he had 30 points in all those games. Um, The Lakers won this trade. DeAndre Russell, as good as he might be, he's out right now. Uh, I just think it was such a steal. Like I said, I saw him in summer league in the beginning, and he looked like a promising player. I didn't think he was going to become this type of player, and the future is bright for him and the Lakers. My surprise is uh, a different sport, the Los Angeles Rams. Oh, I like that. Um, you know, they took my boy, uh, Sean McVay, and I, I know McVay is a great OC, but to see what he's done with this team so quick, I figured they'd be good eventually, but like this quick was pretty insane. He rejuvenated my other boy, Robert Woods. Shout out USC, fight on, gang, gang. Um, so the Rams, like, balling out and like, We've talked about how the NFC is kind of a toss-up here. Like they have a legitimate crap, a crap shoot, you might call it. Nope, I wouldn't have. Uh, <laughs> they have a shot to be in the Super Bowl. <clears throat> like that's that's insane. Yeah, I mean, how terrible that offense was last year to how yeah, great it is this year with a Wentzless Eagles team now. They yeah, they really do. I mean, they're gonna obviously have to go into Minnesota, which didn't go well last time. Yeah. But it's one game, you know, so you never know. I've gotten a lot of flack about uh, the most common thing I've heard recently from Rams fan is like, oh, you know, they already played once, and it's hard to beat the same team twice. Which I guess is true, but happens yeah. quite a good amount. So. It, it's true. It happens also. But it happens both ways. But yeah. Either way, it'll it's be tough fun. to win a game in the NFL. Yeah, exactly. It's tough to win a playoff game in the NFL. So. so, let's talk about the best food we had this year. Twenty. Let's do that. Let's just go ahead and do that. Yeah, let's do that. Uh huh. What filled you up, Nick? All right. So, I'm gonna talk about the food that I enjoyed the most this year. We'll leave it at that. But. <laughs> I'm going to go back, kind of how Jesse did the technicality, it was a long time ago, but this was in early January for me last year. I was uh, fortunate enough to go on a cruise down to Mexico where I uh, went down to Mexico and was on the beach, kind of by the water, and having some ceviche with a little Corona, but the ceviche was so fresh, so flavorful, just right there in its homeland, and I just couldn't imagine a better food that I had at that time, in that moment. Ceviche, it was Costa Maya in Mexico. Mm, muy bien. Did you have fish or shrimp? Or both. It was all of the above. It was everything. That's yeah. lovely. Watching you describe that, yeah, that was, was very little, odd. That was a little weird. I never seen you it get made me, passionate it made about me, something. Yeah, I was passionate about it. it, it the memory sticks with me, even How though it was almost a year ago. Fish, you know, the, what if they had swam up from South America? How do you know that Mexico they're online? You know, I cannot confirm that, but <laughs> all I could confirm was that I enjoyed it very much and it still stuck with me. That's all that really matters when it comes down to it, is, is the flavor you experience. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with mine. Jesse was here, uh, or was with me for all of my uh, best food in 2017. We took a trip down to New Orleans. And we're going to have the same ones here. I yeah. think, yeah, essentially. Uh, mine, I had three that stuck out specifically. Uh, beignets at Cafe Du Monde. Classic. Mm-hmm. Just absolute classic play. Um, fried chicken and all the fixings at Willie Mae Scotch House. Yep. Um, and then third, we just got a, a, a po' boy. I don't know where it was from. I forgot the place it, it was, what it was it, called. I had this giant fried shrimp po' boy that was, I can still taste it. It was fantastic. So the whole city is filled with great foods. Uh, you know, if I had to pick a year before, I would have been in Nashville because I had some great food then. Um, but, you know, shout out to the South for its food specifically. Yeah, we have the same one there in New Orleans. I mean, the fried chicken was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, the po' boy was delicious. You actually had an alligator. I had an alligator. Yeah, alligator. had fried alligator. It was delicious. Um, my uh, so we had our Christmas like our 
family Christmas, like yeah. extended family. Um, recently, and my cousin uh, came through with a shirt, and it said, "My favorite restaurant is New Orleans." And I was <laughs> like, I, "That couldn't be more yeah, accurate." Absolutely. Because like, when I say like, when we went for the trip, yeah, to me it's like like you you, you couldn't either. You can't yeah. pick just one thing. Like yeah. the whole this, city, it's an experience. Is filled with the crowd. It's the only place I mean, I'll eat seafood at. Like the yeah, like you know, just the crowd has like the whole. You know the way they just do everything, lay it on the table, the kind of community fair to it. There's eating is is much more than just you know filling yourself there. It's it's literally like an experience, literally like a way of life. So, Damn. shout out New Orleans. Uh, I yeah. gotta go to New Orleans now. Yeah, you guys man. are making me jealous. Hopefully, I've I'll, been twice this year. I was pretty pumped. Yeah, I might wow. be going next year, so we shall see. Um, anyone else have anything else they'd like to review for 2017? Well, we should do best about? game. I think best that's a good wrap up. That's lovely. I like that. Best game 2017. Do you guys have one off top sticking in your mind? I do. It, it sticks in my mind, even though the results of the game is not what I wanted. Yeah. But it was more of an experience, and I think you guys might know where I'm going. But it's Game Five yep. of the World Series, the 13 to 12 game, the back and forth. Dodgers did end up losing that game, a very crushing loss. But being in the room watching that game as it unfolded for almost six hours was almost like traveling to another dimension. I'd never seen a baseball game like that. Before the World Series started, I was kind of excited that the Dodgers were going to play the Astros and go to Minute Maid Park, kind of a unique stadium, not really a traditional baseball stadium. But uh, unfortunately, with all the home runs hit in that game and the train horn going around every time they hit a home run, it filled, filled my mind with nightmares after that. But just the back and forth resiliency of each team really showed out there. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was an unfortunate loss, but I was almost physically sick at the end of that just because I exerted so much emotion and stress in that game. Uh, and for that reason, that's why you love sports in the end of the day. You know, you want an experience like that. Of course, a win would have been nice, but that's, that's my best game. You know, I say that, and then I think another honorable mention, uh, game three of the NBA Finals, the KD shot, uh, was an incredible, incredible game. But my best game of the year is the technicality again, the Rose Bowl. <laughs> January 2nd, baby. I knew you were going back there. It was, you know, just fighting through the adversity. Yeah. Redshirt freshman Sam Darnold leads us back. <laughs> yeah, I always forget that he's only, like, technically a redshirt sophomore right now. Yeah. He's much older than that. Um, all right, that was a good one. I think, Nick, I probably the same with you. I don't think it's... the literally, literally the best game of the year was Game 5. As far as back and forth, any sport is tough at that. So I just want to make sure to mention the Super Bowl last year, as um, much as I hate that as well. Yeah. The Patriots' comeback was pretty phenomenal. Yeah. There's some great games this year, but I think those two, more so than anything, I cannot... I you just remember watching and be like, oh my god. Like, literally just like... You had to watch the entire thing. You did not want to step away from the TV. You know, it's something that... Uh, you know, it just sucks you and it does not let you get away. It's like a really good Netflix series. Um, I don't know. It was magical watching those games. I mean, yeah. Both games turned out the opposite of the way I would prefer them to have, and I still got to put them on the list. So. Yeah, I remember, I remember, you know, you're not a Pats guy. We had Henry Moffley, the Pats mm. fan. I'm obnoxious <laughs> Pats fan Henry on the podcast earlier. I was actually watching that Super Bowl with him, and that was that, that itself, watching a Patriots yeah. fan watch the Super Bowl was an experience in itself. I would hate that. I mean, that's literally <laughs> it was, like it was, one of the shittiest things you could do. It was just I entertaining. Uh, it really just, like... I would love it for a half and then hate it. But at the same time, though, you have to admit Tom Brady... Amazing performance, uh, even though he's on the Patriots. I think that was... He's the greatest quarterback. Yeah. He's the greatest quarterback. Yeah, and so that was, you see that happening. That was illustrated in that game. So you have to at least take something out of that, even though it was a team that a lot of people don't like. Yeah. Well, we hope you enjoyed what we feel were the best and worst things about sports and yeah. music and then some food takes as well. Let us well. know what your favorite things from the year were. We'd like to hear that. Play along with us. All of our topics, Anything hit us you with want to, uh, Yeah, go, we'll, we'll write out a list. You guys can quote tweet it. We'll retweet those. Love to see it. Um, 
And you know, here's to a great 2018, and thanks for rocking with us for 2017, guys. That was our year in review. And we're back here with our second half of the College Bowl pickup. We had some great selections last time. Currently, we're all undefeated, I'm pretty sure. We're going to get to the second half right now. Go ahead, Swine. Okay, so in the Camping World Bowl, Virginia Tech, number 22 versus number 19, Oklahoma State. Okay. What do you guys got? Uh, Oklahoma State, the Cowboys are going to saddle up and get this done. Wow, yeah, I think I'm going to go Oklahoma State too. I'm I'm going Oklahoma State as well. <laughs> Moving on to the Valero Alamo Bowl. That's number 13, Stanford versus 15, TCU. Going with Stanford, Cardinal. Those Horned Frogs are not just going to remember the Alamo. They're going to remember the Cardinal because the Cardinal are going to fly. Even though they're not a bird, they're a thing. I don't even know what they are. A tree, they're going to get that win. Wow. Okay. Wow. Well, I'm going to go with TCU just uh, because if they had ever heard that speech, they probably would be a lot more confident going into the game. That's a great point. I hope the Stanford <laughs> does not listen to our podcast before this game because I'm picking them to win as well. I just don't want them to hear that. Number 18, Washington State versus number 16, Michigan State in the San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl. Got to support the Pac-12 in this, Washington State. I know Jesse might not support them because they beat his uh, beloved Trojans this year, but going with the Washington State. Yeah, I'm going to rock with the Big Ten there. Shout out Green, shout out White, uh, shout out Matty Grace, shout out friend of the podcast, Leighton L fans. You know what it is, man. I am also taking Washington State. They are a good team. Uh, that was a fluke loss for us, though. Um, moving on, we got the Belk Bowl, Wake Forest, Texas A&M. Got to go with Wake Forest here. I mentioned it. Uh, Tim Duncan is uh, one of the best players to come out of that. That's basketball, though, but football, get the win as well. Yeah, that's a weird bowl game. Uh, not really a game I would like to watch, but I guess I'll go Texas A&M. I'm going Texas A&M as well. In the Hyundai Sun Bowl, we got number 24, NC State versus Arizona State. Well, you know what? I got to go here. Got to support the guy, Connor Dewin, friend of the pod. Has not been on the pod, but a supporter of the pod, Arizona State. Go uh, Sun Devils and get that win. Yeah, I'd like to go against Arizona State and enemy of the pod, Connor Dubin. <laughs> that is how we feel about him currently. So I think the Sun Devils, along with their uh, weak new defenseless leader, Herm Edwards, will take a defeat here. I am going to go. Arizona State is not that good. I, I got to go. still on, on staff for that game. I'm going to go NC State the, here. The vision of Herb is there. Um, moving on. Franklin American Mortgage Music City Bowl. We got Kentucky versus number 21, Northwestern. You know what it is? I'm going to say go Northwestern, Wildcats, because last time I said go Cats, he said, oh, Kentucky or Cats, too. It's the it's the purple. It's the Big Ten. It's my parents' alma mater. Go Cats. Okay, yeah, go Cats. Yeah, so we're going to go with the Cats of Kentucky, and I believe you know they're going to take some of their talents from the basketball court and find a way to be a, beat a feeble and weak Northwestern squad. That go. demolished your Minnesota Golden Gophers. Go, go Cats. We're going Kentucky. The Nova Home Loans Arizona Bowl. New Mexico State versus Utah State. Going to go New Mexico State <laughs> here. I'm uh, going to keep it closer to Southern California because we are a Southern California podcast. Utah's a little farther away, so New Mexico State will get this win. Uh, yeah, we're going to go with New Mexico State. and I think Nick Geography plays a great, great big deal on these big-time bowl games. Uh, New Mexico State is also one of the few schools that are Aggies, so I guess that's kind of fun. I'm going to go New Mexico State as well for no reason. <laughs> Moving on, we have the Cotton Bowl Classic. Number 8, USC versus number 5, Ohio State. Joe, you're trash. You know, we got to support Cautiously Optimistic. It's always better when Jesse's happy about his USC Trojans, so let's get those Trojans a win and fight on. It's going to be a battle, folks. There's no getting around it. It's going to be tough. It's going to be hard fought, but in the end... 
the Trojans will come out on top. It's definitely going to be a, a close game. U.S. isn't blown anybody out this year, really, except for Oregon State. So, like, we, we like to play close games for some reason, but it's another close game that we're going to win. Rojo, back in Texas, home cooking, number eight beats number five. Go USC, go Trojans, fight on, gang, 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 gang. Tax Slayer Bowl, Louisville versus number 23, Mississippi State. Lamar Jackson going to slay whatever opponent he has in this Tax Slayer Bowl. They're Bulldogs. They're Bulldogs. Going to slay those Bulldogs. Louisville pulls it out. Well, that's dog cruelty, but I think I'm going to go Louisville <laughs> as well. Uh, just to be uh, a little naysayer, I'm going to go Mississippi State. I like that. Why you only see uh, uh, AutoZone, Liberty Bowl, Iowa State versus number 20, Memphis. Going to go Memphis. You know, don't get a lot of love in football. Usually they're more of a basketball school, or at least they were back in the day. But they're going to get this. They had a great year, and they're going to finish off strong with a win. Oh, that's tough. I think I'm going to go Iowa State. We're up to the Big Ten again. I'm going to oh, go sorry, Big 12. Iowa State as well. They have a really nice offense. Good team. Memphis is overrated. Uh, the Fiesta Bowl, number 11, Washington versus number 9, Penn State. Uh, West Coast, Pac-10. Fiesta, let's have a party. Washington, Huskies, it's going to be time. I, I slayed the dogs last time, but these dogs are going to win. Huskies. There you go. See, back on the dogs. <laughs> dogs, Huskies. I'm always on board with the dogs. You know what it is. I don't think that Washington's going to win, but I'm going to pick them anyway. Capital One, Orange Bowl, number six, Wisconsin, versus number 10, Miami. The turnover chain is dead and finished. Wisconsin is a team that I have supported all year long. They're going to finish the season strong despite their loss to Ohio State. And Garbage. It's going to be the Badgers. Crash. Garbage. It's all about the U. It's all about the U. You know. Come on, Miami wins. Outback Bowl, Michigan versus South Carolina. For some reason, they're playing on January 1st. This game should have been played two weeks ago. Who is this? Michigan and Carolina? South Carolina. South Carolina. Okay, well, shout out to Bloomin' Onion. Well, yeah, you know, Santa Clara, they're originally USC. I said this, Jesse, it's not it's not uh, Southern California, it's not South Carolina, it's Santa Clara, and I don't want South Carolina to win this. And we also have to support our friend of the pod, Jonah. Michigan pulls out the win in the end here. Yeah, I guess I'll toss one of the maize and blue. Gives you know Jonah something to look forward to. Although Jonah is currently traveling in Brazil, uh, enjoying some nice churros or something. I don't know that he put up a poster. on He did. So that's fun. I'm gonna go with Michigan though. Before Shout I make out. my pick, Nick, what is Santa Clara's initials? Original initials. No, were, what are they now? They are SCU. Okay, so we're done with that conversation. Because I'm gonna take South Carolina. <laughs> Chick Fil A Peach Bowl number twelve, UCF versus number seven Auburn. UCF, undefeated season. They're going to continue the undefeated season, and they're going to eat some Chick-fil-A as a celebration, I hope. Go UCF. Yeah, uh, let's let's go UCF. I think I'm, I'm on board there, too. I'd like to see that miracle undefeated season go through. I'd like to see it as well, but it's not going to happen. Jared Stidham is going to be in the Heisman conversation next year. Auburn wins. Citrus Bowl, number 14, Notre Dame, versus number 17, LSU. Fighting Irish, fight and win. They do this, they get it done. Notre Dame, no program more synonymous with blowing it in big games. Absolutely not going to win this one. Oh, we're going to coach your baby. Oh, we're going to coach your baby. Unless takes the W. And now we're into that final four, you may say. Uh, in Pasadena, the hood, get it tatted. Number three, Georgia. Number two, Oklahoma. Heisman winner is going to come into Pasadena, come into the Dirty Dina, and I guess tattoo Georgia. All right. Um, you know, a lot of people, I think, are going to want to look at the Heisman winner and think, you know, there's no way they can beat him. 
But when you really think about another important saying, besides that when you look at a Heisman winner, people probably aren't going to beat him, it's that all dogs go to heaven. So, <laughs> the Tokyo Bulldogs! They're going to come through and get that Rose Bowl victory, Justin. Wasn't expecting that one. <laughs> but we love it. I think a great offense beats a great defense. Oklahoma takes it. Never. And then we got number one in the nation, Clemson, versus number four, Alabama, in the Sugar Bowl. Sugar Bowl. Alabama was the team I picked in the beginning of the season to take it all. I'm not straying from that now. Rule tied. Shout out Doug Jones. Shout out Crimson Tide. Shout out Alabama. They get it done. Yeah, I mean, shout out Doug Jones, but uh, I think it's it's about Clemson, baby. It's about Dabo Sweeney. It's about the fun. Uh, they're going to get it done. Bama probably shouldn't be there. I don't think any really team in that four spot deserved to be in the playoff. Clemson takes it. And then do we want to pick this finals here? We'll save it for next time. Okay, so we are going to save that pick for next time. Uh, can't wait. Once it is actually decided, it's probably a better uh, place to do that. So I hope you enjoy those picks and just really just understand that I'm going to be right for all of those. So keep up. Yeah, do not check the results. You literally just have to listen to us. Most of the things I said are pretty much all of them are going to be true. So those are the results of the final bowl games. And now, for the last time in 2017, it's the fast food flavor. Fast food flavor. Swine. What's on the menu today? All right, well, first of all, we do have a new menu alert, new menu item alert, that is. Uh, the Stacker from Taco Bell. First of all, price $1. Incredible. You already yeah, love that off top. It is impressive. Uh, second of all, taste. Taco Bell is immaculate when it comes to just cheeses and meats and putting them together. That's the majority of their menu. Exactly. Um, when, they, when they do not, when they, when they struggle... Yeah, is when they stray from it, like yeah. the cinnamon twist. Well, yeah, when you get trash, a, yeah, when you get a variety of meat, cheese, maybe shredded lettuce and cheese, and like you know, really that kind more of cheese, thing, more cheese, some kind of flat tortilla and a hard tortilla, you're gonna go the right direction. They hit, and not only do they always hit, they hit again. Always is there for a reason because they always hit, including this time. The stacker for one dollar, an incredible item, nice and quick uh, for on the go. Um, so Nick, you need your stars. I know this. Uh, it's going to get a solid 8 out of 10 stars. The price has a big Ooh, thing to do with that. That's yeah. solid. And the fact it's it's versatility. You can eat it in the car. You can Is eat it, it on the go. So, you know, we have the same discussion about how the the chicken rollers are just taquitos. Is this not just like a, a folded up quesadilla? It's exactly what it is. It is a quesadilla that's folded up better for yeah. uh, on the go eating. That's good. You know, it's really, it's good because it's like eating a whole quesadilla, but just in one slice. So you feel better about yourself there too. And it's cheaper than a quesadilla on the menu. Damn. Man. Lots to like about it. Eight stars. That's that sounds good. There. And since we were doing our year in review earlier, I figured let's do a year in review in fast food. Exactly. Best and worst items. Uh, the best, I'm sticking with Taco Bell here. Naked Chicken Chalupa was revolutionary, <laughs> lived up to the hype. And then not only that, if you don't get the Naked Chicken Chalupa, you don't get uh, the Naked Chicken Chips either. So that comes with it as a result of the Naked Chicken Chalupa. Just the gift that kept on giving. Best yeah. fast food item of 2017. Uh, worst fast food item of 2017. Surprisingly not a Burger King item. Okay. Um, hater. Surprisingly. It's going to be the Carl's Jr. All-Star Meal. Mm. The fact that there's no versatility, there is no creativity in it. Um, it's pretty much the same things mixed and matched in five different meals. They try and hype up how many different meals there are. It's really the same thing yeah. in different combinations. Really disappointing from Carl's Jr. to try and yeah. get into the box game. It just didn't where, work. Where Taco Bell tries to set 
and break barriers in ingenuity for boxes and variety on the menu. Carl's Jr. does the opposite because they really just have their menu that they've had forever. And then they reintroduce some kind of like either steak or barbecue burger. Mm-hmm. Like they do like periodically. Different, it's always a new six dollar burger yeah, or something like, like that. The bourbon burger, mm-hmm. right? yeah, or like you know they try and do the you know fresh biscuits, but I don't know. I mean, most of the time they're good. They are good, it's not but bad. it's just like it's all it comes down to the price. Though. You, you'd love to see some more creativity, and you'd love to see cheaper prices. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, there you have it. Taco Bell stays on the top, reigns supreme in the eyes of the dollar menu wizard, uh, drive through guru, and yeah. uh, Carl's Jr. the star. Does not get many stars for its item. And that's going to about do it for... Can I ask, what is the item you'd most like to see going forward from any fast food outlet in 2018? Good question, good question. Well, I'm very excited for the California Burrito Taco Bell, obviously, um, as well as the cantina that is yeah. open in Newport right now. We'll have to go and try uh, that, So we're going to have to get that for you soon. But I would say probably the first one that comes to mind is that California okay. Burrito. Um, and do you have an update on the Fries Bell Grande for Frank? I don't have an update that I can say yet. Uh-huh. Sources uh, mm-hmm. still still behind the bar, behind the scenes. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, behind the bell. That's going to wrap it up for uh, the fast food flavor for 2017. Thanks for all your hard work and dedication, Jess. Always. Uh, your arteries go through a lot, and so we appreciate you doing this for us. Absolutely. And the people do as well, because they need the reviews. They need stars just as much as Nick does, I think. That's a fact. And that's the fast food flavor. Fast food flavor. And now we come to the final segment of the podcast here, our super hot, interesting takes and shout-outs. For myself, I don't have much to say, but here at the end of the year, I'd like to give a shout-out to all our listeners, all our followers, and everyone that's been a part of this journey. Our first year almost in the books of the podcast, I think our first release day was sometime in like late January, early February. So Feb- Early February, Early yeah. February, so we're almost at that year mark, but uh, 2017 was a big year for us. Hopefully 2018 is above and beyond what that was. So, for you guys... Who'd like to start off with a shout-out or a take? Either one. Nick, would you like to go ahead? Yeah, I also want to echo what you just said, Sully. It's been a lot of fun providing these podcasts for you guys. It's a lot of fun hanging out with you two here in the studio all these these weeks. Uh, We've had a great time. We expect bigger and better things in 2018, and uh, we're looking forward to it. And just a quick shout-out to uh, your guys' friend, who has become our social media manager now, I believe, Ashley, uh, for taking the photo shoot in Taco Bell. And, And for Taco Bell for allowing us to come in there and act pretty ridiculous but it, yeah. it, I think it, we acted pretty normal and it was very necessary it and it turned out very well yeah they needed that they needed that for so sure they want to repost that as an ad you know they have our permission yeah uh, yes as far as the monetary reward slide the DM and we can discuss we can it. talk about that Swine uh, well first of all since we're on this fast food talk I want to give a quick shout out to my aunt who gave me uh, one of the best Christmas gifts I got this year. Uh-huh. It's a Rolodex of fast food gift cards. Wow. So I got an In-N-Out, a Taco Bell, a Jack in a Box, a Carl's Jr., and That's a Burger huge. King, which I gave away to somebody that would actually use it. Um, oh, and not one of us, huh? No, I, you were too late. Appreciate that. Too late. Appreciate When you say Rolodex, how does that, what is the packaging like on that? Is it just it was like separate a, cards? or? Yeah, it's like it's like a silver like container almost that you can just pop open and it pops <laughs> open and there's Excellent. cards in there but then as a quick second shout out to this guy that I just met uh, <laughs> and I, I mean I just met him and I don't I don't have any way of contacting him anymore either it's like a quick passing by yeah. um, but his name is Richard Gooch his real name yeah. is Richard Gooch yeah, so shout out to you Dick Gooch <laughs> funny story about that my dad told me uh, he had this business associate um, who was involved in building this new in the new arena in San Francisco? Just talking about funny names. Yeah. 
and he said like you know yeah you know they're con they're hashing out the details and one of the things is like yeah we got a friend he passed away so we need him put into the memorial for the stadium so you can go and check this uh, I want to say it's one of the San Francisco stadiums up there maybe the new football stadium is in Clara maybe Levi's but it's like a dedication to Ricardo Cabeza which would you know the normal Ricardo well not normal the English Ricardo would be Richard Cabeza head mm. you can do the math yep. there yep so shout out that that was pretty funny I think it's always good when that is great games involved. Um, last shout out here Challenger Hair Care we talked yes. about that earlier just wanted to give another quick mention uh, a great product so if you're trying to look on point for 2017 2018 New Year's Eve New Year's Day whatever you may be doing and for 2018 and beyond check out Challenger Hair Care product the best in the biz get it now before it's sold out you never know it's on the up and coming it's too hot and that's it <laughs>